Listening Dog Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. Uh, Our guest today is a hot mess dad. He spent years successfully waking up people in the East Midlands on the radio. 4am starts whilst being a busy dad to two gorgeous boys. Uh, And now he's smashing it as a BBC radio presenter as well. He's an all-round superstar and a radio legend. It is Dino. Some of that was true. (laughs) It was nice. It was nice. (laughs) I said to him last night, how shall I introduce you? And he went, it's Dino. And I was like, right, I'll write something nice. Well, it's always difficult, isn't it, Dino? You know, when people say, how shall I introduce you? It's tricky. I mean, there's things you want to say and you want people to know. And there's other, there's other stuff you want to keep to yourself. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the, the stuff that I want to keep to myself, most people are already aware of. So, you know, it's... Uh... It's very hard. It's very hard when you do the the kind of sort the sort of stuff that we do to keep anything secret. Everybody finds out about everything, so <laughs> you can only do your best. Exactly. We are working with Cooker over this whole series and showing you the difference a Cooker tap can make to your home life. And can I just say, I purchased one a long time ago, and it's the best thing I ever did. I'm so jealous. Later in the show, we'll all be talking about how having a cooker tap in the home can help us stop wasting as much electricity, helping mums be more energy efficient. Absolutely. And for more information, visit cooker.co.uk, spelt Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. So you're, you two are good friends. Uh, have you worked together? We've seen a lot of each other because our shows go back to back, but we've not actually worked together. So, But I, I quite like I think it'd be fun. It would be. We're both a bit on the fence about duo stuff because we've done all that before. And we're both similar backgrounds in a way. We both come from commercial um, for a long time. So, um, but yeah. We, we see, we've seen each other a lot lately, which has been nice. He's lovely. You know, there are, like I say this a lot, but um, he's very talented and has no ego and is very genuine, which is very rare. As you know, in media, Jenny, it's a very rare uh, thing. And he's definitely one of those people. So he's a joy to be around, which is nice. No, it's, it's very nice of you to say. I mean, it, it is, but I, I don't really, I think 
you you have you sort of the people with egos they've either earned the right to have an ego or they have an ego when they've got and you kind of go how how did that happen and i kind of i don't take any of it seriously i think that's the that's sort of been my saving grace that you kind of just go well i'm just having fun i just do what i do and and whilst it lasts i'll do it and when it doesn't i'll do something else and that's the way it is so you obviously love what i do know how long have you been doing what you've been doing then in, in the world of sort of broadcasting uh i started in probably 99 and then did and so and then was very fortunate because you know what the industry is like you know what the business is like it, it chops and change all the time but i was i was sort of consistent all the way up to 2019 and then it and then you kind of have to look at things and go what am i going to do now just because circumstances change and the, the industry changes and it, it to me it shrinks it's been shrinking for a long time and you kind of you have to look at it and go. So, so what do I do next? And that's quite scary, you know. That's a scary thing. So what did you what did you do next? Well, I I, I sort of you know what it's like when the decisions are made on on your behalf, and and you kind of go. I mean, in all in all honesty, part of me has stopped enjoying what I was doing, but it's very difficult, and you've got to be incredibly brave to make that step where you go. Look, I'm I'm getting paid this amount of money, however much that that is you can live on it you know you can live on it and then you've got to go I don't I'm not enjoying it so I either just do it anyway because what am I going to replace it with or I I jump ship and then have to do something else and and I'm uh, sort of a coward in lots of ways and although I wasn't enjoying it you just kind of go the alternative is is no security anywhere at all even though you know in in radio as an industry we only get quite short contracts um, and then when somebody makes that decision for you and goes, oh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to network a show now. You kind of go, okay, that's a decision made. What am I going to do? So then you look at it and, and you know, I've been really, I, it sounds weird to say fortunate, but I have been fortunate because at the time that that decision was made for me, you, I then had a period of time where I was getting sort of still getting paid and working out or not working out a contract, but having a contract. And then just at the point where you were going, right, now I've got to sort out something to do, that was when the pandemic hit. So then you kind of went, well, that changes it anyway, because now we're in a completely different situation where not only am I not working, nobody's working, you know, and you you kind of, I was obviously fortunate with furlough payments or whatever it might be that you get. So then that took the pressure off a little bit and just completely by chance somebody that i'd known for a long time had been let down by he wanted a kitchen fitting and his kitchen fitter had let him down and he said is there any chance you could do it for me and uh and i said yeah why not and then the reason that i got into radio in the first place was because i used to listen to the radio in the way that so many people do for company when they're working on their own which is what i used to do and so it, you know, the the two, I, I've always kind of put the two together, really. There, there's lots of similarities between working in the building trade and, and working um, on the radio. It's a lot of the same sort of skill set. Lots of cups of tea. Exactly that. Lots of cups of tea. And uh, it's all about people. You know, radio is about yeah. people, as you well know. It's about making that connection. And, and in lots of ways, the, the building trade is, is very similar. And it's all about if you can't get on with the people you're working for, you're in all sorts of trouble. But um so, yeah, I was just quite fortunate. And a lot of people seem to want a lot of things doing at a, a similar time. And then I went from doing this one kitchen to doing a kitchen and then something else and then something else. And I thought, you know what? I, I'm quite happy doing this. It pays the bills. I, I, 
I'm not about look at me. I've never been about look at me. I don't understand that. Um, I'm just about having a, you know, living a life and enjoying what I'm doing. So, so, you know, that was enough for me. How refreshing as well, you know, because you get to a certain stage in your life, don't you? And you think, well, that's it now. This is what I do. And the thought of having to shift and change is, uh, and be bold is something that a lot of people just can't get their head around. But I think what happened in the past few years meant you kind of had to in a way as it happened for you, but all along that journey, how old were your kids then? Um, cause that must've been another dynamic that, you know. So, so Stanley would have uh, Arthur is the oldest. He would have been seven when I sort of stopped working in radio in, in 2019, and uh, and Stanley would have been uh, four. Mm-hmm. So it's quite you know that, and I think that's the thing is you know when you're young and you're carefree, or, or just when you're single and you're carefree and you don't care, you kind of go if anything happens, I'm responsible for me, yeah, and that's it. But when you've got kids to look after, you know, a partner to look after, and then the mortgage to pay and the bills to pay, you suddenly go, I can't just go. I've had enough of this. I'm doing something else. Um, so, so yeah, it does. I, I've, I've, I'm, I, I say it about so many things, but I've just things have just happened really quite nicely for me. I've been incredibly lucky in lots of ways. What was it like, you know, doing the 4am starts on a, on a huge breakfast show across the East Midlands? You did incredibly well in ratings as well. Breakfast shows are very high pressured um, business to be in. And it, and it's there's a lot of pressure on you. And, and when I did it for not half as long as you and it was not successful at all, Ava was two and a half. And I found it really difficult juggling and, and managing everything and managing me as well. So for you, how did that work being a dad and a partner you know and managing that because it does send you a bit loopy being up at that time of the morning and the pressure uh, and no it, it does uh, when yeah it absolutely does and and you don't um you don't realize it's ever so strange you, you don't realize that and I, I've worked with some 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 great um co-hosts who you can see the difference, the way that radio is different. And I mean this with the greatest respect. It's different when you're working with a, uh, with a female co-host or, or in this case, the, the, uh, Rachel, who was the girl who I worked with, she was, she was brilliant and she drove the desk. And I had no problem with that at all. I was more than happy for kind of, because traditionally in radio, it's, it's been, a man. you know, a man does the desk and a woman sits, a woman sits the other side and she laughs when she's got to laugh. And it was like, I'm not interested. I just want it to be fun. And Rachel did all that, and she was incredible, and she was brilliant. But it's funny you talk about that, the effect that it has on you, because I would, you know, you keep saying I was getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I never got up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I would literally... I did would, you not? You know, I used to. Well, this is, the, this is the subtle difference, and this is why it's nice for me to have seen that, because I witnessed it, and, and I appreciate it, you, and it's something that I will always remember. I would fall out of bed at, like, 5 o'clock, fall into the car, turn up at work at like half past five, looking dreadful and not care. Whereas Rachel would get up and, you know, and understandably would want to look half decent. Whereas I was like, there's only so much you can do with this. Anyway, I'll just have more sleep and be happy. But but genuinely, I, the difference that it makes, I think, when you when you feel the need to put more effort in and to always look, you know, as, as well as you can, I don't think you can get away with that in the same way and certainly I couldn't. And the difference that it made to the two of us, and we've chatted about this, you know, we're still good good friends. I don't see a lot of her, but but I will always have a lot of affection for her because I saw what it did to her, and it's really difficult. And I don't think that's appreciated enough. Um, it's not just about what you do on air. It's about all that behind-the-scenes stuff that happens. And then if you throw in, you know, kids as well, 
And the nice thing for me is when I stopped getting up at five o'clock in the morning and then leaving the house and then Tracy, my partner, she would get the kids ready for school and she would feed the kids and do all that. And I never realized quite what that was like until I finished doing it. And then you kind of went, wow, this is, you know, this is tough. And when you talk on the radio about households getting ready for school and you sort of laugh about the fact that no one can find their shoes or the lunchbox that they bought home yesterday, I don't think you for one minute realize it's actual chaos and it's really difficult. And, and so I got to do, I got to do more of that. I got to do more of taking the kids to school and, and, I really enjoyed it, but I know, you know, that's it. By then there's, there's me and Tracy doing it and it was still difficult. And you can't, I, there was a sort of guilt element to that where you go for, you know, seven years of Arthur's life and, 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 you know, the four or five of Stanley's I've just gone, see you later, I'm off to work. And that was it. And so I've, I've never experienced that, <laughs> that stress of the mornings in the way that you speak about Kelly, which, you know, to, to juggle everything, it's got to be crazy. And you really notice it, you know, when you have a big holiday. So when you have a big holiday, like now, you know, when the kids have got like six, eight weeks off, you have a real sort of like epiphany thing. Oh, my gosh. Life on the other side, you know. Uh, and the, those breaks you have, it's like, whoa. And that's why most of the time we do actually dread September. It's not because um, we miss the kids going back to school. It's because like, oh, no, we're going to go back to that. Ugh. No, it is. I've um, it, it's been fun for for a period of time. It was I found it really entertaining the whole school run thing. We we were a bit like good cop, bad cop, and I was the good cop because that's easier. But you just sort of when the shouting's like we haven't got your shoes or you haven't got your food or you haven't got your bag or you and I'd be just like let's everyone just chill. We can all sort this, which is great. But it was just then because you know it it was easier then to to do this good cop bad cop routine where where then we get them in the car or get them off to school or whatever it was. But yeah, you know when people do it on their own, it it ugh, I I wouldn't be able to cope. I've said that many times. It's not a chance because at the same time when you're going, have you eaten your breakfast yet? Have you done this yet? Have you done that yet? Have you packed your bag or whatever it might be? You've got to get yourself ready for work and for you know. To, years i just went by left drove the car off the drive and that was it that's a lot easier i know love it how honest you are <laughs> oh dear joe i think it you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people who kind of um it's really weird i don't think you understand until um you've you've been in the middle of it and experienced it and i know I, I appreciate everyone's situation is different and also there are lots of people who aren't getting up to do a breakfast show at five o'clock in the morning to go off and you know they're just going out early because they've got you know an ordinary a great job that's not what what I was doing but it's the same principle it's still that thing of someone goes out of the house first and then leaves all the mess and goes deal with that I'll see you later this afternoon and off you go but it, but I've, I've enjoyed it it is weird and the gossip you get at the school gates crikey oh I love that do all the mums swoon around you at the school gates they don't. That's the thing. A lot of people, and I think this is part of this, you know, when you, you talk about egos and all that, you know, I've had, there are some big buildings in Nottingham that at some point I've had my face and the rest of the breakfast show. We were all on the side of buildings. I've been on trams. I've been on buses. I've been, oh, nobody stops you in the street and goes, are you? The funny thing is my brother works for Royal Mail. People stop him in the street and say, are you Dino off the radio? I honestly, they don't they don't stop me they stop him and ask if he's me and i've had people phone me up on a a monday morning when i was doing the breakfast show and say 
you know, I'm just curious. We saw you in Morrison's at the weekend, but why were you dressed as a postman? And I'm like, no, that's my brother. So it, it's it's not anything that I've ever really had to deal with. I mean, Jenny, you must know what it's like to be sort of somewhere and then be going, are they are they looking at me? Because, you know, it's happened a few times. You don't but know, it, yeah. Claudia you... Winkleman's normally it. I've given up. <laughs> I've actually given up now. And, and and people say, it happened. I've been away quite a bit uh, in the summer, like airports, all those places. People got phones and all the rest of it. I can't even begin to tell you how many times people go, oh, excuse me, Claudia. And I'm like, no, she, she... Claudia. But you do think you know who I And then eventually I've got to the point, Dina, where I just say, yeah, I'm Dean. I am. I'm, I'm Claudia. <laughs> it's easier. It is. No, it is. I See, I've had people ask me if I'm my brother. My brother's called Gavin. And, and people go, Gavin. And I'll go, hi, you're all right. And then I'll just say, Gavin, listen, someone said hello to me today, just so you know. But it happens a lot. And we, there's three years between us. We're not, you know, we're not twins in any way. Um, but it is quite, um, yeah, it, it's, it is quite funny. But I've never experienced that. And But I don't really want that either. You know, no. I've, I've not, it's not something that I've ever wanted. You know, I don't want that. I, I, I do what I do now and I do what I did on breakfast because I enjoy it. And that's the only reason there's no craving for, you know, appreciation from people. If I can make a difference to, to somebody's day by doing something on the radio, um, then that's great. And I experienced that when I first started some, some really things that make still make me go cold now. And it was 20 odd years ago, but, but it was just little moments where you realize the incredible power of radio. And that's something that I'll never forget. And those moments have meant more to me than, you know, being at award ceremonies or any of that, because it's all just a bit, it, you know, well, it, not always, but it can be so superficial. And it's just, who, you've won an award. So what, what difference does that make to the people who are listening to you at home? And, you know, if I hadn't, don't get me wrong, if I, won, if I was given an award, I'd be like, thank you very much. That's great. You can make a nice little plinth with your carpentry skills to put the award on. In fact, you can make awards for everyone else. <laughs> But it's just, you know, with some people, that's that's what you want to do. Well, I, I want to be on the biggest breakfast show. I want to win the big, most awards, earn the most money, drive the biggest cars and own the biggest houses. So why? And they can't answer that. And it always it angers me. It's, it's one of those things where it's, I think I just genuinely appreciate the power of radio and, and the difference that it makes. Absolutely. At a certain, at a certain time. You know, I, um, I, yeah, when I first started, um, I, I, I mean, I can tell you this, this, the story to me is phenomenal. It's just one of those things that was incredible um, where a, a woman phoned up and she was quite heavily pregnant. And she said, um, she said, oh, hi, uh, are you Dino? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, could you do me a favor? And I said, what's the problem? She said, I'm just a bit fed up. And I said, okay, what, what's the problem? She said, well, I'm quite heavily pregnant, but my, her husband wouldn't sort of talk to the bump. And I was like, okay. I said, so, well, listen, but I'll speak to the bumper. And I was just, it's what I do. I just mess about. And I said, I will. So I said, you know, if we pick names or anything? And she was like, no, it's still bump or whatever it was called. And I said, okay. So I said, look, little, little bump. Uh, I've not done this before. In fact, I'm quite new to radio, but um, my name's Dino. And uh, I'm on the radio. And uh, your mum's just called up to see if I'd say hello. And I was laughing. I just had fun with it and all this. And then, the next night, she phoned back again and she said, um, and it, I, find it, I do find it quite genuinely emotional, but she said, last night, I think you saved our marriage. And I went, what do you mean? 
I, honestly, it was so, she was, and it, it, I do genuinely, it gets to me all the time, but she said, we got to the point where it had become such a massive thing that we weren't talking and we were, we were falling out. She said, and we were genuine, genuinely at the point where it was like, we can't carry on. And I went, and it's maybe it makes me go cold whenever I tell the story, but I just went, listen, I was just messing about. And she said, no, but her husband went, if he can do it, I can do it. Ah. And then did it. And apparently he just felt stupid doing it. And you kind of go, that was, you know, I was probably a month into being on the radio. And to, uh, there's no finer example of the power of, of talking nonsense into people's homes and houses and cars than that for me. And I'll never forget it. And so that's what it, it immediately becomes about that. And the rest of it is just like, well, whatever happens, happens. It's quite a special thing, isn't it? I mean, you think about the uh, connections you can make with all those people. It's a, such an intimate thing, I think. And I've not really done radio until recently. And, you know, TV is very different, obviously, uh, but it's far more impersonal. You know, it, uh, radio is 1,000 billion, trillion million times more personal. Um, and I think, you know, that that thought of just imagining that there's, there's just that one individual that you're connecting with out there for whatever reason, it could it could make a whole lot of difference to their lives and you know yeah um, and that but, but that's the thing and and once you've experienced that and you sort of sit back and go wow that's you know I didn't I didn't set out to make any difference and and you know what happened 20 years well what's happening 20 years later I've got no idea but in that brief yeah. moment just something silly that I was doing mm. may have made a massive difference long term you don't know but that's you know and I'll never forget that and I fell out with it I fell out with radio I'd had enough of it and then I experienced a similar thing where I was in a foul mood and doing some stuff, you know, just just sulking rather than anything else. And uh, there was just, I heard an interview on the radio and then two songs that I really liked. And I messaged, I knew the guy was on air and I messaged him and I said, mate, you have just reminded me how brilliant, uh, you know, what a fantastic uh, uh, tool radio is because 15 minutes ago, I was really miserable, couldn't be bothered. Whereas now I'm loving it and, and just you put a smile on my face. And then I subsequently finished up getting back into it, you know, which is perfect timing. Again, I, I, I said it before, but I've been incredibly lucky. Things happen at the right time a lot for me. So, I, you know, I can't complain. We're working with Cooker throughout this series. Cooker taps are a brilliant addition to any family home. Their Flex, Fusion and Nordic taps look great in any kitchen and are safe to use with little ones running around. Having a cooker tap in your kitchen gives you quick and easy access to boiling water. Plus, they're kind to the environment, only using the exact amount of water needed every time. I got one last year and it is, I have to say, the best thing I ever did. So cooker taps use less energy than boiling, reboiling the kettle every time hot water is needed. And the whole tank is heated by using just 10 watts of electricity. The cooker tap reduces water and power waste and saves busy mums like us time when making our morning cup of coffee and cooking the kids tea. So to learn more about cooker, visit their website, cooker.co.uk, spelt 
Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. It's about, uh, and Jenny knows all about this as well and has talked about it, but it is about reinvention as well, isn't it? Because sometimes where you're at towards the end of something, you're becoming something you're not. So therefore, sometimes you have a break and then it is reinvention. You know, in the stuff you do on the radio is very real. You are you when you're on there. It's not an act, which I love. And I've always been really passionate about that kind of presenter anyway. But you've got this whole platform now to be you. They tell you to just be you. Whereas I think you and I had similar experiences toward the end of our career in commercial where we we couldn't be that. And so you do have to go away and and, and reinvent yourself almost in, in a way, you know, um, and not get bitter. Yeah, no, well, that's it. I mean, to, to me, getting bitter is the easy thing to do. You know, you, it's easy to just blame everybody mm. else and say, well, you've done this or you've done that or you've done the other. And, and that's why I didn't want to do that. And there is a point where you, you realize, and I don't know if it's the same thing, Jenny, in, in TV, but there's a point where you go, do you know what? I'm starting to not like what this is turning me into, where you, you know, you, th- there's a point in, and I'm sure it's the same in other jobs as well, but, but where you're going, I feel like the next person is being lined up to replace me, but no one's actually told me that I'm being replaced. So you're sort of constantly looking over your shoulder a little bit, which is never a great working, you know, how does that help the working environment? It just doesn't. And then, and the thing for me was when I first started in radio, and I'm sure it's the same with lots of other people, they go, we really like you. We really like you. And, and they're not necessarily the people you immediately work for, but you these sort of commands come down from the top where it's like, okay, yeah, we, we love what you do, but don't do that bit anymore. And then don't do that bit anymore. And don't do that bit. And I work very much, and again, you know, lots of other people, but I work, you know, my brain works really quickly and I jump around all over the place, as you probably spotted. But, um, but you finish up having to, you, you sort of are doing the show for the bosses before you're doing the show for the people who are listening. And that's, you know, a, what, what, if I do this, then what would they say in our meeting after the show rather than are the people at home enjoying it? And that's the point that when you get to, you go, why am I doing it? Because you've got this box of tools in any profession. You know, you have a box of tools that you can dip into whenever you want to and, and use at your discretion. And then when someone goes, all those tools that you have that entertain, you know, and I, you know, Kelly says some very nice things, but she always does. But, um, but I was far from the, the best and, and out there. I mean, there are some people who I adore who are on the radio, but, but the tools that you've got are the tools that you work with. And then when one by one, those tools get taken off you, you know, don't talk about anything before this time, or don't talk about that, or don't talk about, you kind of go, well, yeah, Ed Sheeran it is then. And that's it. And so, and I just thought you, you, you could get anybody to do that. You don't need it to be me. So, so why am I here? What's the point? And, and I didn't get, I didn't get bitter. I'm, I'm not bitter about anything. I absolutely understand how it all works. And the nice thing is with what I'm doing now, um, I, you kind of, I, you went in a little bit reserved with everything and sort of went, well, I don't want to do too much. I don't, I just want to do what I'm supposed to do. And then very kindly until now, people have kind of gone, no, 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 we want more of that stuff. So it's just been quite refreshing. And you know, you, whether it's reinventing yourself or whether it's just remembering why you decided to do this in the first place, which I think it is, you know, it's not so much about reinventing, it's more remembering the passion that you had at the start of something. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I do. That's so true. Did you struggle, you know, when you did come out, what was it like for Tracy and the boys when you did have that break? Did, did you find it hard sometimes? 
it was really weird because um, you know I, I I've always had a, a really sort of supportive family. Pa- parents have always gone, "You do what you want to do." You know, if you want to do it, go and do it. And and the same with with Tracy. She, you know, she, just before I finished, she saw because all the time that I've known Tracy, I've been working in radio. And, um, and I remember her saying, look, you know, it's important that you realize that your routine has been this, 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 this. And then when you finish on that Friday, you will have the weekend off like you normally do. And then on Monday for 20 years, it's been, you'll get up, you'll go into work, which was great because you kind of go, yeah, I can understand that. And it was nice that sort of she'd spotted that, but the, I think if it had been, if I'd have not been where I was in relation to how much I was enjoying the job, if I was a, if I adored it still, and then it finished, I would have found it really difficult. But because I'd sort of, you You're know, in a place where yeah, yeah. You, you just I just kind of got up on Monday morning and went right, what do we do? Um, and so it was quite nice. But you know, people, I can understand how people find that really difficult. It must be. You know, if you have that snatched away from you when you are loving doing something, I can understand why people would struggle because you know it it it, it wasn't ideal. I think I think really the the thing is you, you you really have to take yourself into a corner and realize you mustn't take it personally. Never take anything personally, yeah. and that's a tricky one when, yeah. as a personality, you know, um, if you if you want uh, in media, it's uh, you know you think it's you, so you know they want you. and it's you know it's very it's very uh, I think it takes a bit of experience to realize how to cope with those kinds of you know decisions that are made um and those knockbacks or not not not, wasn't a knockback for you but you know those kinds of um things where huge things actually that aren't aren't in your control by then um yeah and and you know it's like i said it's it's not just radio it's not just media where that happens at the moment it happens right across the board and people yeah you know and that's the that's the tricky thing i I think the uh those people who and there are people out there who sort of thrive that's what they want they want that they want that when you walk into a building and and there's nothing wrong with it but that you walk into a bar people go don't look now but look who's over there and you when you say to them why do you want that they can't really answer why they want it. It's just like a measure of success. Yeah. And I think that if that's what you want, and I've always said this to, to you know, it's, it, it's, um, it's when you say it to new presenters or to just younger presenters or people who've, who are inexperienced, and that's the end goal is to be someone and do something. And it, the first thing I say is, but you know when, and it's always when, it's never mm. if, when it's over and you walk into that bar, people, if you've made a point of being that person, that character, that, you know, media person, when you walk into a bar, you're still, or you were that person. So they're still poking and pointing and going, oh, look. But instead of it, it's like, oh, look who that is. It's, can you remember that's what you become? And I've always been super conscious because I think that's probably the worst thing in the world if what you crave is, yeah. the, you know, uh, to be spotted out and about and it, I've never understood I've sort of not avoided it because if, if I was to avoid that then you know you wouldn't do what you do for a living but I but it, it, it comes in levels you know you, you've got to pre- like you know take footballers a non-league footballer won't get spotted mm. anywhere you get to the Premier League and everybody's pointing everybody's watching and you know you must uh, experience that being uh, you know on uh, social media these days yeah it's immediate there's no 
pause for thought. Whereas, you know, if you saw someone in the street, you go, oh, look, I might shout something or whatever it might these days. Nah, just straight in. And I don't know why anybody would want that um, as an experience. I don't understand it. So, you know, it, it always amazes me when people do, but everyone's different, aren't they? So what about you two doing a show together then? That's what I want to know. See, it would be, it would, it would be, I think it would be, I think it would be good. <laughs> We'd have, I think, it, I think, it, I think it might need to be pre-recorded though. That's, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. No, it's just, you know, what I, I've, like the thing that I've always, with any, with any job, you know, the, um, uh, the uh, gambling stuff that you see where they use the tagline when the fun stops, stop. That's, that's always, I, I think that with anything. If it stops being fun, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to carry on doing it. Uh, and and when it is fun, you know, I'll, I'll have all the all the fun that I can possibly have. And and that's the important thing for me. It's the fact that it, if it's if it's fun, it's not really work, is it? I mean, it is, but uh, not in the same way. And and um, yeah, whenever we've done stuff in the studio, it's always been fun. Yeah. Oh, good. I look forward to the announcement. That's all I'm saying. You can call me. You can call me mischievous there and provocative, but there you go. And also that when the fun stops, you know, what was it? What's that again? When the fun stops, stop. Yeah, when the fun stops, stops. You can apply that to parenting as well. Yes. No, you can. You can. So everyone, when it's not fun anyway, just stop being a parent. That's what I do. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, my boys are. Um, they, you know, they're they're typical boys. They're just crazy. They are what they are. But they've, they've, they're, they're yeah, they're both sort of. Um, they're a handful at the same time as like all kids. They're a handful at the same time as being absolute angels. Just as you you start to get really angry and start, you kind of then they do something and you go, I can't be cross at that. How can I be cross at that? Yeah. So, yeah. you know. So is it kind of 50-50 with parenting? Be honest at home. No. Are you, uh, no. no. I no. love your honesty. No, no, no it's all well, you, this... isn't it? No, no, sadly not. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> I um it, I do what I think a lot of dads do and where you I'll tell them to do something and they'll just ignore me. But then I'll say to Tracy, "Can can you just check that they can hear your voice because they can't hear mine?" And then it's like, "No, you've got to." And then I get, I get in the nicest way, parenting lessons. But no, you've got to do it like this, um, be, and and that's the way. It's it, you know, they they, I I wouldn't say that they don't see me as the soft touch, but they just ignore whatever I say. So, but I, I think a lot of dads, you know, I think a lot of dads. That's probably the situation. It's probably the case. You know, when mum starts kicking off, then you're in real trouble. That's for everybody in the household, by the way, not just the kids. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely oh, God, true. I think, I think the hamster's out. Oh wait a minute, I'm, I'm babysitting a hamster because my daughter's not. Oh, let's see. That's pressure. See you get. Oh no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Still alive. It's me, Reggie. Yeah, I got it. Do you ever have that? Have you ever? Have you ever been? I don't know whether you would have early days for you, I suppose, but emotional blackmail, see, hence why I've got a hamster that I don't need. No, no, we've, we've tried that. We, um, we, uh, someone said to me today, if you want a hamster, gonna... ask for a horse. And, and I said, you know what? Don't tell my kids that because they, I was, we were talking about the fact that pets and stuff like that. And, um, and he said, that's what, when he goes to a house where there are kids, that's the advice he gives the kids just before he leaves. Listen, if you ever want a hamster, ask for a horse. And he, and I was looking at him and I was thinking, and he went, because by the if you ask for a horse and keep pestering, they'll give in and go get him a hamster. So, uh, but no, we've 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 gone through all sorts oh, yeah. at the moment. 
all sorts yeah yeah and i'm just i keep just saying no just, no there's just no. these levels isn't there different levels of different ages and it's just like yeah oh i'm trying to avoid it but i'm, I'm not saying i'm successful but i am trying to but it's uh it's never easy <laughs> and then sometimes you're right on the point of giving in and i'm sure kelly you would have experienced this for sure you you're right on the point of giving in and you, you think oh do you know maybe maybe okay okay right let's and then they do something and you think oh that was close i nearly, nearly. i nearly gave in yeah. then nearly gave in then but Got to hold out for longer that's the lesson hold out for longer <laughs> keep holding out and holding out but but no it's all good but no I, I don't i have very little authority in this house at all to be honest so where's where's your sanctuary then i mean my martin he's got a camper van so even if he's not taking it anywhere he can still go in there now have a lie down and escape all the hormones and the kids it was the garage so i built right. see because i've done one of the things that i've always done when i've been on the radio is is build camper vans so i've done a lot of that and i would go and hide in the garage that's I'm just going to the garage and I'm just I'll be in there doing some stuff. Um but now the garage is full of the kids' toys and bikes and this, that and the other. So I don't even get that space. So um I just what I do, because I'm I'm sort of a tradesman as well, I just pick another bit of the garden to build something in, in the hope that I can have that bit for longer than a month. But then as soon as it's finished, I lose it to something else. You know, it's like it becomes it's either the boys or Tracy who go, I'm thinking we should do this. You know, so Sometimes I just go and sit in the car, have a bit of peace and quiet. But um, I don't really mind. So when are those moments for you where everything is just iry? You know, with the I don't like it when people hashtag grateful or living my perfect life, all that gubbins. But when for you do you sit sit down or I don't know wherever you or what what's the moment for you sort of with family where it's like this is what, oh, I, this is what I live for. <clears throat> It's it's uh, Kelly will know this because I I whenever whenever I'm off Kelly covers the show and uh, immediately I know she's getting ready to go on the radio I send her a picture of the beach that we're sat on in Cornwall but I just think I think one thing that one thing that the lockdown t- uh, you know the, the pandemic on the whole taught me was the fact that um, I think everybody just got used to taking everything for granted not in a I don't mean in a bad way I don't mean sort of you know no fault of anybody but you get used to everything being there and you get used to being able to do whatever you want whenever you want within reason um and then you sort of you know throughout the pandemic you there were times where you just wanted to go and sit on a beach for a while or whatever it was. And we, you know, we go to Cornwall quite a lot. We've got friends who are down there. So um, we go down there as much as we can, but there's, you feel, and I used to feel it a lot more when I was doing the breakfast show, you, you would get away. And then it was like, you could feel all the pressures Mm. just lifting because you didn't, all you had to think about without meaning to sound (laughs) stupid, but all you had to think about was what you were going to do next. Yeah. And that might be, you know, walk on a beach. It might be go and get an ice cream. But you so didn't true. have to think about all the politics of everything or what was going off or, you know, getting the kids to school. or. And so um, for me, yeah, any time where I can just get to be away and, um, yeah, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the beach. But I just think when, when you spend time with family, I think, and I hope that a lot of people sort of learned that through the, through the pandemic. Mm. it's the things that we took for granted the ability to just go and sit somewhere or go out for a meal or whatever it might be we we lost that and i think it really in lots of ways that was more of a a reset for me than the you know not doing the breakfast show after so long mm. that kind of 
change of pace and all that probably did far more for me Mm. to look at things and just go, what really matters, you know, and not just me, you know, loads of people I speak to have the same sort of opinion. They look at things and go, do you know what? My phone's three years old, but does it matter? You know, the the cars, does it matter? Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's interesting because even people subconsciously, you know, seem to, to, to sort of work towards exactly that or end up with exactly those, those sort of thoughts. Um, and their approach was different, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because yeah, it's uh, doesn't matter mums or dads. Just uh, and all the kids, kids always cringe, but you always have those golden moments, don't you? And it is when you're out of the zone, out of the house, and far away somewhere, or not so far away, but you know, just in nature, and you just realise what everything is all about. It, it was, I, do you know? I think you know when you do something where. Um, and again, you know, my experience of it was, was in, was through radio, but you're, when you're sort of doing, working on material for a radio show, you're constantly absorbing what's going on, or you're, you're looking at something thinking, oh, here's an angle that I can take on this or that. And a lot of the time you're just a little bit distracted. Um, and then when you're not doing that, uh, certainly not, not doing it on a daily basis, you you stop doing that and you you'll go out and you'll go somewhere and you're appreciating and enjoying that moment rather than going oh right well I've ordered this and someone else has ordered that I wonder if there's something I can do on a radio show about and you just that was nice for me not having to always be thinking what can I do with that what can I do with that what can I do with that and just enjoying the time a little bit more and I've noticed that more and more and I don't know whether it's a a, a maturity thing and I mean I'm the most you know you know when people talk about I heard someone talking today on the radio about what um, what their kids were going to do when they grow up and it's like I, and I've you know lots of people have said it but I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up because I don't intend growing up it's just the way it is um but every now and again you, you I look at my kids in that moment and it just makes you smile you know you just just be something that they're doing. And it, it's one of those, you know, if you could, uh, someone said once, if you could take a photograph with your eyes that other people could, you could then show to other people just at that moment. Um, and that is that kind of thing where you just, then they just make you smile and, you know, you can be the toughest parent in the world, which I'm not, but, you, but it just melts you and you're like, yeah, that's what it's about. It's not about all the superficial nonsense, but, but I think that's me getting old. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just the best, isn't it? And I think um, kids as well, and I'm sure it happens with your boys, they're, they're the ones that really can take you to another place. You know, sometimes you don't have to leave home, you know, because they are in the moment. Um, and I think the, the amazing way where they're not worried about what's happened or what's going to happen, they really are, you know, present. And they can teach us a lot about that because that you lose as life goes on, don't you? Yeah, it is. And you know what? It, it doesn't worry me because um, I think, it, uh, but you know, you know how the kids get to an age where social media becomes, they think everything. And it's actually, you know, I'm not a fan of, of social media. I, I just think it, it opens people up to such terrible things. And you kind of, I see people and, and my boys aren't, you know, don't obviously do social media, but you almost want to sort of protect them from it and go, right, you're not doing that because, you know, that obviously will come later on. And there's a part of me now that kind of goes, how do I protect them from what I know has happened to other people? And it's, I don't know the answer to that. And it's one of those things where you go, you sort of feel as a parent, that's, 
you know, it's it's a really weird. You, I guess you move through stages with kids as they grow older. You you experience different things, and you sort of try and protect them from different things. And that's the that'll be the next thing. It'll be this interest in social media because, yeah, it it can be, as we all know, it can be a, a, a nasty place, and you sort of want to go. You're never going on it. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> that that does, that doesn't oh, work these days. Oh no, let me tell no, you. No, no. But and then so, it gets to the stage where it's like, are you, you're not going to drink 14 vodkas. No. <laughs> and then you think, ah, that's not going to happen until yeah. they're sick. Uh, yeah. And then you just sort of like, are you adapt? You know, like we're saying, you do change. Then you think, right, okay, I've got to accept some things. And uh, yeah, but that's later on. You're fine for now, Dina. You're fine. I'm okay for now. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been so lovely having you on. You're a superstar. Thanks to Cooker for sponsoring this episode. Their taps are great for saving energy as well as time whilst keeping little ones away from boiling water. Stay tuned. Towards the end of the series, we'll be giving away one of these amazing time-saving taps to one lucky mum. And it's not you, Kelly. You can't. Oh. For more information, visit cooker.co.uk, spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. <laughs> 